Welcome back to another episode of Cast Off by the Game Day. Yeah. Fantasy Tuesday. Fantasy Recaps Day. Lipe, your chest looks fantastic today. Did you work out? I did morning? yesterday. I worked out chest yesterday, so I, I probably it. still have the pump. I knew it. Yeah, I did chest yesterday as well. Dude, let's yeah. fucking go, man. Chest Mondays, right? Chest, like, is that what it's International called? International Day. International chest, chest Monday? Sure. International Monday. I actually hate day. doing mon- chest on Mondays because that's when everybody does chest. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I missed the peak hour, so I was okay. Yeah, well, you're, uh, your chest looks very peaked. Dude, you're, regardless of your head hours. looks very peaked, oh, bro. Oh, that's kind of you? Your bottom head. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull up the YouTube live right now, see if we get any comments in there. I see some people joining on TikTok. Um, but yeah. Dude, I actually drafted you in my fantasy league yesterday. Did you? Yeah, you were uh, pretty good. How'd it go? You scored 63 points. <laughs> PPR, of course. But standard, you stood it all right, 49. Oh, Lord have mercy. We're feeling good. It's Fantasy Tuesday. Um, Yeah, as a reminder, this episode happens. This episode. episode, Yeah, this episode happens every Tuesday where we recap uh, from a fantasy perspective um, everything that went on, people that you should buy, people that you should sell, reacting to some of the biggest performers, the biggest duds. Um, We'll also answer some questions. Ryder says, yo, what's up, boys? Cowboys on top. Cowboys on top. Cowboys on top, yep. Um, Giants on bottom. We got some YouTube comments coming in from Level 2 Noob, Josh Pilecki. Um, you know, we'll answer some comments, so make sure to submit those below, and we'll get to them um, by the end. I definitely reserved some time for us to answer questions, um, unlike I normally do. But um, we, we have uh, Jordan Van- Vanek. 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 Coming on the, the podcast tomorrow, so make sure to check that out. He's a DFS expert, so if you're into any of the DFS stuff, make sure to go check out that episode. This dude is a fucking savant when it comes to DFS, and if you do want to play DFS, make sure to go to thegameday.com slash promotions. Take advantage of all the amazing DFS offers, especially Sleeper, who has a 100 times multiplier. Not many DFS offers out there do a 100 times multiplier, so definitely make sure to go to thegameday.com slash promotions to check out all the offers. That's a sick multiplier. We got one more, actually, too. Do we? Let me see if I was... You know what? Let's continue because I might have to rehash some thoughts. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. Um, But the first thing I want to talk about in uh, week one... um, Sorry, this is week... That was week four. I take it back. Um, The first thing I want to talk about today is what happened with that Jets game. Sunday Night Football, obviously. Jets, Jets, Chiefs. um, What do you make of the situation? Because to me, I think the Jets might be onto something with their fantasy assets. The Jets. Yes, I mean, Zach Wilson finally looked good. And but like we talked about it yesterday, we don't know if he's going to continue looking this good. Right. It was almost like if you're a manager of any of these guys on the Jets, you wanted Zach to be bad, like sacrifice one week so we can get another quarterback, and now all our assets are going to be better. Right. But they were better this week. Can we rely on that going forward? I don't know. I don't think you can. I'm hopeful of it. But I don't. If, if we see Zach of the past, then then no. Like I, I don't know if it's an upwards trend. Yeah, I don't know if you can. I mean, look, Gary Wilson saw team high fourteen targets week over week. His targets have increased. Obviously, Brees Hall's usage is looking a lot better. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to be anything close to what you drafted them to be. But I do think if you have Garrett Wilson, this is like a light at the end of the tunnel because yeah. fourteen targets. I don't care who you are, who's throwing it to you. Fourteen targets. It's a lot should be able to convert some points, right? So, yeah. like, before this, you really couldn't get anything out of it. Brees Hall, I mean, you just look at that backfield. Like, th- that's the most electric player, probably on the team, even over at Garrett Wilson, in terms of, like, when you have the ball in your hands, yeah. what you can do. So, I think better days are coming for both of them. I think Brees would maybe be on, like, the buy low type of side of things because he hasn't had a breakout game yet. The offense is starting to get back to it. I don't think you could trust Zach Wilson, as we've talked about. Like, look, we've seen a large enough sample size to say that he is not that quarterback, mm-hmm. that he, the way he played. But if he does give you maybe even 70% of what that once was, you're going to have some days for your fantasy assets. So, or he is that quarterback. I don't think and so. And it started last week. I don't week. fucking think so. Do you? If I'm you had not a guess, confident. Okay. If okay. you had to pick one side of the argument. I'd pick no. That's pretty much my point. But we could be Because hopeful. you've seen a larger sample size. Yeah, but the fact that this is the most recent we've seen sure. shows that like you get, that weighs more than, let's say, a horrible game three weeks ago. Sure. I mean, like look, Josh Allen put a horrible week one. Now, not to make that comparison. Some people are commenting on TikTok right now. I see Foodie and I see Dor- Dorham Toon said, all you need from Garrett Wilson is 12 to 15 points and that he's going to be a legit wide receiver too. Yeah, all you need is just like, what are the expectations for Garrett Wilson? I think 
you want to hope that these last two weeks, the targets are trending up. It's the right thing. So mm-hmm. if you do have any, if you drafted Garrett Wilson, if you drafted Brees Hall, hopefully this is a sign for better things to come. I do think it's a sign for better things to come. I don't know to what extent. I don't know if I can go out and say Garrett Wilson is a locked in 12 to 15 wide receiver two type of player just yet because you're still Zach Wilson throwing the ball. I do feel a lot more confident to say Brees Hall's value is, is returning. So he would be on my buy low list of guys because nice. the breakout hasn't happened at all. Um, yeah, any anything from from you on that? Nah, I mean, I mean, those are the two guys, right? Those are the two guys you had on your team, or like two guys that are worth anything right. um, on that team. So you're just hoping that they keep going in the right direction. I mean, it's it's nice that they did that against the Chiefs secondary. That's pretty good. Which we is were a just good secondary, about that. yeah, good secondary. And so, yeah, I mean, look, hopefully the they turn up. Um, as a reminder, uh, submit your questions down below. We see all the questions. We're going to get to them at the end. Um, also, obviously, we're doing this live right now. We do a live on Sundays. Uh, for a watch-along and pregame show, but this week we're actually not going to be able to do that because Felipe and Jack will be going to the 49ers at Cow- uh, Cowboys at 49ers game in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and myself and Matan will be going to Giants at Dolphins. Hell so yeah. it's going to be an electric Sunday. We're obviously not going to be doing a live show, but make sure to check out... Um, We'll be going live on TikTok at Sunday night for while you guys are at the game, yeah. uh, Matan and I, and we're going to talk through it today, but nice. maybe you guys will be going live during the Dolphins game. Potentially. Um, but yeah, so we won't be going live Sunday, but do make sure to check out, uh, at least on TikTok, uh, while we'll be at the games and posting on stories. But yeah, some of your questions. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is Arizona's offense. Um, obviously, this offense can support fantasy players. We've seen Michael Wilson, Marquise Brown, hasn't looked bad. James Conner's been good. Zach Ertz dropped a touchdown, but that was another guy that could have had points. Um... Josh Dobbs looks fucking good. Yeah, that's huge. Like, that's that's a... You were thinking James Conner was probably the only person that you could play from this offense. I don't mind having to play any of these guys in my lineup. I'm not afraid of it anymore. Like, and against good defenses, too. That's the thing, is, like, we saw them light up the Cowboys, who we thought was the best defense in the league. They're still, like, top three. But they diced them up one week later that you saw what they did to the Patriots. Mm. So, like, look, these... The, the Cardinals aren't as bad as you thought they were. Right. And so, yes, there's more fantasy relevance than James Conner. And they're not going to be facing... Like, they're going to face a lot of bad defenses mm-hmm. coming ahead. And so, like, these guys, if they're performing right now, like, I don't mind putting any of them in your flex. I mean, James Conner is probably, what, an RB2 at this point? Yeah, I'd say so. Just volume alone keeps And so there. the other guys, you're probably rotating in and out. But, I mean... What, everything you've seen so far, quarterback makes everything everything go. Like with the Jets, mm. the quarterback plays well, everything goes. With the Cardinals, it's going to be the same thing. So you got these other guys that are playing well. I, I would love to see, I mean, obviously Zach Ertz uh, drop touchdown. Mm. I would love to see my guy Trey McBride get some more. Sure. Some more targets, you yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Dynasty play, future. I would like a young guy, young he was, tight end. He was the best tight end coming end. out of the draft last year. From, from so, State. But, I, I mean, I think the offense, that offense is playing well, and they're going to continue to play well. There's no reason to believe not. Yeah, also, like we want to talk about, obviously a lot of people, we're going to be looking at the waiver wire today and we're recapping and don't, you know, you can go on so many websites, even go to the gameday.com for all the best waiver wire additions. But Michael mm-hmm. Wilson is a guy that I would look to add coming out of training camp. So many people, um, all the beat writers were high on Michael Wilson. They had Hollywood Brown, but Hollywood's never been really someone that could play like an alpha type role. No. He's not an X no. by any means. Michael Wilson has Stanford. He was a third round pick, had a great game, obviously uh, trending up from a usage perspective and Josh Dobbs can, you know, serve him. So I'm not going to sit here and say Michael Wilson is someone you start out of the gate. No, you're but not. But he's definitely someone that you want to add. Like, he, he is one of those priorities for me, especially if you need wide receivers in a time where there's it's a very, very hard time to find uh, wide receivers. I so mean, Michael bro, Wilson was a big one. Between Marquise Brown, Michael Wilson, and Zach Ertz, that's 27 targets. Like, but Mar- Marquise Brown, 10 targets. Zach Ertz, 10. Michael Wilson, 7. Yeah. And, and so those are your guys. Yeah. And, I mean, they're converting on a high clip, too. Seven, seven for 10 for Brown. Uh, seven for seven for Michael Wilson. And um, two touchdowns for Michael Wilson. It's also week. best-case scenario if, like, Kyler's available. Because Drew Petzing, who's the offensive coordinator, he, he was the QB coach last year for Jacoby Brissett, who had a career year with the Browns. He's a first-time OC, so it's a guy that's, like, clearly just playing, like, not necessarily overthinking it, right? Like, it, versus the opposite would be, like, a Matt Canada, who's just trying to be dink and dunk and super simple and running the same couple plays. Drew Petzing is someone that's taking a lot of risks, and you're seeing that with Josh Dobbs. Um, but, yeah, Kyler, I mean, like, if these if they, if they could pull out a couple wins, they might actually allow Kyler to come back because I know there's been thoughts of him sitting out the whole year and trying to get Caleb Williams. But um, if you have any of these Arizona guys, like, that's a it's a, it's a major plus. Um, what's not a plus is the next thing I want to talk about, which what? is the broken Bengals. 
What the fuck do you make of the Bengals? Nothing. You should trade everybody, ship everybody away. But you're not even nah, like you actually don't. A what do you do? Guys, what do you do? Yeah. Well, let's talk about like and you got a couple guys to worry about probably maybe three or four if you want to include Joe Mixon in there, but definitely Jamar Chase. That's first round. You got him in the top six picks probably. Joe Trump Bur- probably got him in the top four if anything. Yeah, Joe Burrow was like. F- between probably the fourth and seventh, sixth, seventh quarterback yeah, yeah, taken. Yeah. So those two guys, like you actually have to worry. Joe Burrow, like I, I need another quarterback. If I have Joe Burrow, oh, yeah, you like, can't start him right now. You cannot start him. You're going yeah. elsewhere, like a hundred percent. Jamar Chase, you just hope that you know he can trend upwards eventually. And I know that's tied with Joe Burrow, but a lot of times I rely on the talent for these big time receivers mm. to seep through and actually. Still maintain like a decent floor for him. Now I haven't checked. Do you, uh, let me let me pull up Jamar Chase's like fantasy points over the past few weeks. I know he hasn't been good overall. Yeah, I think in a full PPR he had fourteen. He had one good week this I past think. week, and then twenty six the week before. So, I think okay. Oh, so he had still First fourteen weeks this past been good. week. Targets were there. He had nine targets. Look, I mean, everyone's downgraded. Let's start there. Right? Yeah, everyone I mean, is obviously downgrading. Joe Burrow is not someone you could start at all right now, even if he's healthy to play. Zach Taylor said he's healthy to play. You can't start Joe Burrow, so you need to look on the waiver wire. Whether that's C.J. Stroud or you have another quarterback, um, you're playing him. When it comes to Jamar, and it's the way I look at fantasy, like Jamar just is is one of the most talented wide receivers in the entire NFL. So how can I not buy low on him? Because I think everyone is probably panicking on the Bengals. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be a top three wide receiver in fantasy. But I do think from a usage perspective, he is going to get peppered with targets and still have wide receiver one volume, no matter who the quarterback is, especially if T. Higgins misses time. Yeah. So while everyone's downgraded, I actually think it's worth putting out feelers for Jamar Chase and swinging for the fences. In case case his manager's panicking right now, for sure. I have it in one of my leagues. The Jamar Chase is the owner is panicking. So um, it's worth swinging for the fences, but you need to temper expectations. I would assume that he's probably... In the top, top 10, it's just very high up there in terms of targets this past, just this year in general. He had nine week one, eight week two, 15 week three, nine week four. So, like, that's, those are great numbers. Yep. Whether he converts on them or not. And he has been converting on them. I mean, two weeks ago was his huge week that I alluded to, 12 for 15, 141. But even this past week, like, terrible game for them, seven for nine, 73, 14.3 points. That's, like, you're okay with that. Like, yeah. obviously, you want more. You want him to have that game because he has game-breaker potential. He, has, he can win your league. But if everything is going bad with that Bengals offense and he's still giving you 14, that's good. And I would look to trade for that. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people suggesting or submitting comments. Um, one person even asked on TikTok, just join. Do they answer questions? Luke, we do answer questions. We're going to get to questions at the end, so stick around. Hopefully, we hit on some of the things that you have, uh, but we will answer every question, so I'm definitely reserving some time to, to answer as much as we can. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Look, you downgrade T, obviously, especially with the injury. You what's downgrade T's, Joe. What's T's, uh, I think it was like a broken rib. They said it, T had said it's not going to keep him out as long as you might expect, but if I'm a Bengals owner, I'm very concerned. If Jamar Chase is not on my team, I look to acquire Jamar Chase. I send a, lo- a low ball offer. Even if it's a guy, even though I love Brandon Ayuk, I would not mind if it was like, now Grant, you might have to throw something else in, but if like you were able to flip Brandon Ayuk for Jamar Chase, like you, you're swinging for the fences. And I think in fantasy, like what's the saying? Like um, scare money, don't make money. Yeah. Like that's, it's one of those situations. So it's a great saying. It's a great saying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the Bengals are broken right now. Everyone's downgraded. The yeah, only person that's worth them. Uh, targeting is Jamar Chase. If you have any any uh, you know of these other guys, it's, you're not going to get anything for Joe. You're not going to mm. get anything for T. If you have Jamar Chase, I'm probably holding just the vol- the value yeah, alone is, is way too low. There's nothing to do with him. So um, and it's unfortunate if you know you have T Higgins on your team because he's gotten some had some games with volume, but obviously you can't rely on that. Um, another person I want to ask you as your dynasty quarterback, talk yeah. about someone can you rely on? Is Justin Fields back? Another big fucking game. Jumped up to QB 12 on the year. He was QB 3 on the day. What are your thoughts? So, he faced the worst defense he's faced so far. He started week one against Green Bay, then Tampa, then KC. Those are all pretty good defenses with pretty good secondaries. And so, then he goes and faces Denver, a team that just gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. So, we we had to hope that he performed. And he did, but he outperformed even our expectations. Four touchdowns, 335 yards. 27.9. He was the QB 3, you said, on yeah, the day? Yeah. So, that's massive. So then, what does that mean? Like, all right, he underperforms against bad defense, also start the year, and he plays well against, uh, or sorry, he underperforms against good defense, 
defenses, and then he plays well against bad defense. So me looking forward, I mean, he's playing Washington. They're decent, more so stronger on the front seven than the back end. Uh, then you got Minnesota, who fucking stinks. The Raiders, who stink. The Chargers defense has been all right. Like, okay. So he has some favorable matchups going forward, yeah. and that's what I lean towards. He's always going to have his rushing upside, mm-hmm. and you lean on that. Like, Joe Burrow, we were just talking about, like, if he sucks, he sucks. Yep. Not even he if he plays horrible, you know, like he's not gonna have like three rushing, two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, it's Justin true. Fields could have a horrible game and still give you a good fantasy performance because of his rushing upside. So I think with that, you're probably starting him still just because of the rushing upside. And then add on to on on top of the fact that like now he's facing some mediocre to bad defenses. Better now days, I'm starting yeah. him even more. Yeah, I mean, look when I look at Justin Fields and as someone we both have him in some of our leagues. Um, I think I would put feelers out there to see if someone wants to buy off of his big day. I wouldn't overreact and be like, you sell him for absolutely nothing because the rushing upside will always be there. The problem is the rushing upside hasn't been there, right? So he rushed for even in a, an amazing game. He had four for 25 yards. Yeah. Um, we had Jordan Van Eck or Van Eck. I keep getting it wrong on uh, come on the pod and it will release tomorrow. And he's a big DFS guy. And we asked about Justin Fields, what to make of him. And one of the big things that he said is like, Justin Fields is just processing the field super slowly. And Jordan's a guy that, like, was a scout, right? So yeah. it's, it's something that he's analyzing. So for us who are playing fantasy, we don't analyze it to that extent. But if Justin Fields is processing incredibly slowly, I don't know how much you can rely on from a passer from a four-touchdown game. So if we can get two touchdowns a game and maybe some more yards on the ground, I'll take it. Obviously, Justin Fields was being, you know, able to do that last year. If I have Justin Fields, I'm putting feelers out there. I'm seeing what I can get. Like, if I could put Justin Fields in a player and get back to Sean and, you know, another player and upgrade that one player, I think I'm okay because the rushing upside right now for Justin, or let me rephrase, the what Justin Fields is doing on the ground right now is very similar to what Deshaun will do on the ground, right? He'll get you the four for 25. Yeah. It's not enough, but I don't, I don't know how many better days are coming for Justin Fields. So I try and sell. If not, you're obviously holding and starting him. No I would hold what. just for the simple fact that, like, I don't think people are buying at this point. I, like, I agree with you. I don't he's agree been, with you. Like, the, the narrative with Justin Fields is that he was kind of a one-year wonder last year, and he sucks this year. Like, even though he was not that great last year either, he just put up great fantasy performances because he would run a lot. I think they need to unleash him. Like you said, what, what Jordan said, like, the offensive schemes, the coordinator, everything is holding him back. They're making him go through these super long progressions, and that's not his game right now. You develop into that. Yeah. And so if they can just utilize his feet a bit more, which is good for fantasy, uh, you love to see a quarterback get his confidence back. I think he – I mean, I know he should have way more confidence after this week than he had in the past. I, uh, I'm, I'm more so, like – setting my my thoughts and prayers and, and, and hopes and everything else on the fact that he's going to be better than he was the first three weeks. I agree. Well, look, you were super low. So, like, yeah, obviously exactly. the only way is up. Um, but, yeah, I think that's fair to say on Justin Fields. Another person I want to talk about, obviously my guy, Devon Achan, uh, the mm-hmm. RB1 in Miami right now. I mean, look, Moster was great these first three weeks. He had a down game. I think if you have Raheem Moster, it's – you're fine. You're still going to start him, even though Jeff Wilson's coming back. He is always going to be the preferred back because he got the money. We want to follow the money in fantasy. Um, but look, Devin Achan or, or Devon Achan, he had 24 fantasy points. He's currently RB3 on the year, and he's only played two weeks. Um, he's the, he was the highest-graded Dolphin in week four. He's currently averaging the most yards per carry in the NFL at 11.4, which is going to come down no matter what. Yeah. He had eight carries for 101 yards, That's 72 insane. yards after contact. 72 um, yards at the contest. Yeah, I think the big thing when I look at it, though, is like his snap rates increased uh, from 44% to 66%, so he That's played more. Huge. His route participation was 39% to 68% this past I mean, week. So, And then the biggest stat of them all is the last two weeks, he has 10 opportunities inside the, t- uh, the goal line, really mm. at the 10-yard line, to Mostert's two. Mm. So... I mean, I, you're salivating at the mouth. With I literally, stats. did you hear? I, I spit. Yeah, I literally am salivating hot, at the mouth. Really yeah. hot. And Raheem Moser had two fumbles. So, like, that Ooh. worries you. I think when I look at HN, obviously, there's, there's not a fucking thing you want to send out from an offering perspective because he's going to be way too high. The yeah. volume isn't there enough. The, you know, naturally, his performance is going to come down. It just yeah. has to. But I keep talking about it. It reminds me so much of Terry Cohen a couple years ago. And we were talking about this last week. Terry Cohen, I think it was 2017, was the RB11 on the year and with very, very little volume, right? It's a guy that can do so much with so little. What do you make of Devon HN? I know for me, obviously, as a Dolphin fan, I could talk on it. But, like, I'm curious to your, like, objective stance on, on HN. Well, I mean... 
Yeah, the, the guy's super efficient on limited touches. By the way, 107 people on TikTok right now. Oh, that's that's pretty awesome. So shout out to everybody watching. Submit your fantasy questions. We're going to get to all of them in like 10 minutes. So the what I make of it is this, right? Like a lot of yards and just the efficiency he has right now, that's one thing. But you could say like, oh, he's not going to be able to replicate that. Yeah. But the one thing that makes me buy into him is the increased usage week over week. Yep. The increased red zone snaps. Inside the 10-yard lines, 10 snaps compared to two, two with Mostert. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, all of that is pointing to, like, buy the fuck out of this guy. I mean, I know he's going to be expensive as hell, so maybe you're not looking at buying him, but, like, you're sold on him is, yep. is, what, I, yep. is what I'm trying to say. I'm, at this point, like, he's locked into my lineup, I think. Easily. I, I, he has to be. Because he's just doing so, he's he's doing so well on the limited touches he has, and the touches are going up. So because of that, like obviously at some point they're gonna plateau, but we don't know where that number is that is, that is gonna plateau. It could be at you know 15 touches a game. I mean, this last game he had, looks like he had 11 touches. The week before they're blowing out the Broncos. He had a lot and they're running a lot. And the Dolphins have a really good offense, so he's gonna yeah. get his touches. When he gets his touches, they're gonna be like high opportunity plays out of the backfield on, on receiving snaps, um, even running the ball. And so I'm, I'm all in on him. Like you said, probably too expensive to buy because whoever has him right now, they're not going to let go of him for anything less than like some yep. major players. But uh, he's, he's starting in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, look, I think when it comes to someone like Devin Achan, you said it, not many people get to set it and forget it tag in fantasy right now. Right at this current moment, he is a set it and forget it. Not because of like volume, because volume is usually the number one thing that you, the number one reason you keep someone in their lineup. But like you said, best offense in the NFL. He's going to get touches. He's going to get manufactured touches. They want the ball in his hands. And also, you got to keep in mind, like they were trying to trade for Jonathan Taylor, right? So, like, in a way, you want to right your wrongs by saying, like, well, we have this guy. Let's show that we don't need Jonathan Taylor. Achan yeah. is a guy that, even if I do have Achan, I might put a couple feelers out there for selling high. Like, if I could turn Achan into like a Bijan, I'll do it. I just, I'm, I, I don't want to say betting on the talent, but I just, he's doing so much with so little. And I just, there's a part of me that it you're willing to come down. I'm willing to trade willing to for a higher floor. Exactly. With like Bijan, who you know what you're going to get week exactly. after week. Beautiful. I, I still think that HN, like, look, he could have a, he's going to go down. Like we said, uh, eight, almost 80 points yeah. the past two weeks. Come on. He's not going to do that. Like this upcoming week, he could have six. Yeah. And I still think that's okay. If I'm going to try to trade him, I'm going to try to trade him right now. Yeah. Like, I'm going to try to get, get rid of him right now and try to go for a guy like, like Bijan. Exactly. Or another guy, yeah, who hasn't made the most out of his touches yet, but we know that he can. But right now is the time to trade him because I think he might. he's going to go down a little bit. His, his value is out the roof right now. Yeah, 100%. Um, a fuck ton of comments. We're going to get to them. I'm actually going to skip one of our segments because I want to answer all these. Um, as a reminder, obviously, we do these these fantasy uh, episodes live on TikTok and on YouTube every Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday is recapping, answering some of your questions. Thursday, we're doing buy lows and sell highs for literally 45 minutes. So people, you should target what you can get for them. So make sure to check those episodes out when they are live. Or if you don't get a chance to tune into the live, make sure to go check those out at the link in our bio. Also on Sunday, you know, normally we do a watch along and a pregame show. We won't be able to do that this Sunday because Felipe and Jack will be at the Cowboys uh, Niners game Hell in yeah. Santa Clara. Myself and Matan will be at Dolphins Giants. So make sure to check out our stories on TikTok um, for both of us being at the game. So th that's going to be an electric factory. So this will be the one week that we don't do it. Electric factory. Dude. Yep, yep, yep. I said it. And then last <laughs> but not least... Um, I just want to touch on it. It was the week of the wide receivers. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had Stefan Diggs, who had 30 points. He went off for three TDs. You had A.J. Brown, who's had two great weeks. He had 29.5 fantasy points. Nico Collins, who's had, who had 28.5 fantasy Shout points. Out. He's on pace for 1,800 receiving yards, 13 TDs. He's currently the wide receiver seven on the year. Love to see it. I mean, his rest of season now, another guy that's a set and forget it, right? Like three out of the four weeks. Is he? I think Nico has to be right now. Three out of the four weeks, he's been able to do that. And what I think matches up is like, the way the Texans are playing, the way CJ Stroud is playing, like you want to give when a guy's playing super well and it's contributing to wins, how do you not feed it? Right? Like yeah. it's like those first two weeks, Michael Thomas was getting targets, and yet the Saints offense looks absolutely terrible. But if you give the ball more to Chris Olave and Chris Olave is able to find the end zone, you might see better results from like an uh, offensive standpoint, but they've been really bad. So um, I think Nico has to be in lineups. And then last but not least, our guy Puka Nakua had 22 uh, fantasy points, finally found his first touchdown in the uh, game. Yeah, but I think a good way to answer questions and to get into the questions now with a lot of people tuning in is Cooper Cup. I saw a couple questions on Cooper Cup. Mm. So Cooper Cup's going to come back this uh, – he's going to practice this week. They opened up his, his uh, 
IR window or return to play window, whatever the fuck it is. Um, what are your thoughts on Cooper Cup? Let's start with Cooper, and then we'll go into like what that means for Puka Nakua. I mean, you're starting Cooper every single week that you have him, yeah. and, that he, and that he's healthy. And you're also starting Puka. Like, I know we're going to get into that, but you're starting both of those guys. They both are going to play well in that McVay system. Yeah. He's going to feed his guys, and Stafford's going to feed his guys. We saw the stat. I mean, Puka's on pace for the greatest receiving season ever. It's not going to happen. Naturally. But no, he's on pace with that. But the other guy that's in that list that he's going to beat out is is Cup and, Sta- and, and Calvin Johnson, who both played with Matthew Stafford. So yep. this is just another guy who's benefiting from Matthew Stafford, but is also benefiting from that McVay offense. So when Cup comes back... Yes, he'll probably see less targets, but the the types of targets he's gonna see are gonna be similar. And the fact that they're gonna be he's gonna be breaking in between the zones. Yeah, he's gonna be open. Same with Cooper Cup. Uh, I don't think he's a touchdown machine by any means. I mean, he finally scored his first touchdown, but his game is yards and receptions. And Cup's game is that as well. His Cup is just a little bit more athletic, and he makes more of a, out of what he gets. Point being that they're both. Must starts. Must starts. I agree. Cup is probably going to be your wide receiver. I mean, he, you want him to be your wide receiver one, and I think he can be there if he's healthy. And Puka at this point, like, why are you wide receiver two? It's insane. It's an, it's wild. I think a few ways to go about it is one: if you have Cooper Cup, let's throw some feelers out there. See if you could turn Cooper Cup into Tyree Kill. That's what I'm literally doing in one of my you leagues can't right do now. Do that. But what you saying? What added? I've added. Yeah, stuff? I'm adding someone because I think Cooper Cup can be the guy, but hamstrings are really fucking tough. I hate that. They are lingering injuries. If he injures it again, they're, they're, he's going to be done for down. the year. Yeah, there's just absolutely no way. So take take advantage of the perceived value of Cooper Cup coming back and them saying he's healthy. Um, yeah. Someone asked, Sean McCarthy on TikTok said, do you think Puka will regress when Cup returns or how will Cup make an impact? Obviously, we touched on it a little bit. I don't think Puka regresses because if he's still seeing 13 targets or whatever the fuck it is, if that goes down to eight, that's still something – that's still – usage that you want in your lineup. But naturally, a small regression. Smaller, naturally. But I think it affects Tutu Atwell a lot more. Oh, for sure. A lot more. Puka's earned the trust. If you look at McVay, like the way he talked about him in the postgame presser, the way he talked, he gave the game ball to him. They want to get Puka the ball. They feel that they found another wide receiver. And in some ways, it actually reinvigorated this team, it feels like, where they found a wide receiver. So Puka and Cooper Cup both said it and forget it, no matter what. Of course. Um, But maybe take advantage of Cooper Cup. Perceive value right now and see if you could sell him for something. Always. Um, let's see some other uh, some other stuff. Ryan Price on TikTok says, "I have Bijan Robinson." Make sure to submit your fantasy questions. By the way, down below, we're gonna get to them as many as we can. We're gonna rapid fire some of them. Uh, Ryan Price on TikTok said, "I have Bijan Robinson and Alvin Kamara, but I have Jonathan Taylor on my bench. Should I trade him or hold him?" I have literally those three running backs on my team. Yeah, I have. He's asking that. if he should trade JT. I think he's saying, "Should I trade him or hold him?" Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Really, any of those guys, I guess. Yeah, uh, so Bijan, his RB1 is... Bijan's RB1, Alvin Kamara's RB2, and Jonathan Taylor on the bench. Okay, I mean, yeah, you try to see what you can get from JT. I He's back practicing, I think, from what I saw. He's back in practice, yep. And he's back, and when is he going to play? I think he plays this week. Yeah, I, look, like, the thing with Jen, Jonathan Taylor... People are probably going to be very high on him. I think it's similar to like what you said, put out feelers, just Cooper Cup. People are going to be high. Oh, he's back, and he's going to be that same guy he was. Jonathan Taylor is coming off a bad year. And so, like, his name but is— But injured as well. Injured as well, but still coming off a bad year. And, like, I think his name is bigger than his production. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually underperforms these next few weeks. Like, I think right now might be at least— for the first few weeks that he plays, it might be his highest value. Like, get him before he even plays. Like, let's bank on his ceiling, which is yeah. what we do during during the draft. Like, when you draft in August, you're banking on everybody's ceiling. Do that for Jonathan Taylor and try to see what you can get for him. Kamara got insane usage oh this past God, week. Oh, my God, he had, like, I mean, he had 14 like, targets, but yeah, he only had, like, 33 yards. That's fine. He had 13 receptions for, like, 33 yards. But the targets were insane. 13 receptions is, is wide receiver one numbers, yeah. and he's a running back. And... He's probably going to get better on the ground and stuff like that. And then your other guy, Bijan. Bijan's continuing to get to get better, and he hasn't had like a week where he's completely popped off. He's going to have that. So I would maybe bang on those guys. See what you can get from JT. See if you can get a wide receiver one if you need that, or or a package that that makes you happy. But regardless, if you don't make any moves, you're fucking set, bro. Like I hope you have good receivers, but your running back room is is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think the way I'd kind of handle that is put out feelers. Um, if you're going to put out feelers, make sure to point out Zach Moss's usage and what he's been able to do. Jonathan Taylor's more talented. I also think 
that offense has been so much better than we thought, and it's better than last year, obviously, when they had... Yeah. Was last year Matt Ryan? It feels like fucking years last ago. Last year, yeah. So that offense is way better. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor's going to be good. What I'd probably do is hold for right now, obviously, unless you get an insane return, but you kind of want a three running back rotation. Yeah, it's um, nice. It's nice I to have. Don't let go of two, but... Um, yeah, I'd probably hold on that on that right now. Um, LJ Solo said, "Was this trade fair or no?" Nico Collins and Christian Kirk for Kenneth Walker. Uh, it depends what you need. I probably wouldn't pull that right now because I think Nico's outlook for the rest of the season is so nice with CJ Stroud, and you pair who's the second guy? Uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Yeah, yeah. That Jags offense is a little weird because there's so many so many guys there, but I probably wouldn't do it. I think like the ceiling is higher with the first, anyways. The, the floor is pretty good, too. But uh, I get it if you need a running back and you got other receivers that are go, you know doing well. Obviously, Collins is outperforming where you drafted him, so you, you could probably get more in return than what you spent initially, but I wouldn't do it unless you need that running back. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, someone else also said, who's better rest of season? I think it was Luke Pasek. He, he just said who's better, but I want to say it rest of season on TikTok. He said who's better, Lamar or Jalen Hurts? Rest of season. That is difficult. Uh, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean hurts because of the touchdowns that he'll get. Yeah. We know he's gonna get his touchdowns. That little QB sneak. Everybody's trying to say like, oh, a lot, a lot of people are trying to say get rid of that, like outlaw it, like make it illegal. But then the Giants the tried to do it last. Shove, they're calling brotherly it. shove. Well, the Giants tried to do it last night and they couldn't and do it. So just because one team is really good at something, what like Patrick Mahomes should start throwing it 70 yards down the field? No, it's yeah. stupid as hell. Jalen Hurts is gonna keep getting his touchdowns, his rushing touchdowns. And that is, I mean, six points off off of a one-yard run that yep. is guaranteed is huge for Jalen Hurts. Lamar Jackson doesn't have that same upside when it comes to touchdowns, and he's just rushing it less in general than he has in the past. Still think, like, obviously this past week was a great uh, it was a great sign for what yeah, we got going absolutely. forward, but it's not Jalen Hurts. And the team Jalen has is better. I was just going to say that. The number one reason I'd probably take Jalen Hurts is the team around him. Weapons, offensive line, everything. Um, here's another interesting one, someone that you and I could both speak on. We were actually talking about it yesterday off the pod. Jaden Benjamin on TikTok said, what are your thoughts on CeeDee Lamb? Yeah, I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet. And I think this is the floor. Yeah, he, yeah. you're happy based off of like you're getting a high floor week-to-week output from him. Just the same way we kind of talked about with Jamar Chase. Like, yeah. everything's falling apart around him, and he's still getting nine targets a week, yeah. 15 targets on another week. And this is kind of what you're seeing with CeeDee Lamb. Obviously, he had a big touchdown, big play. Look, the Dallas offense is it's, it's being overlooked right now because the defense is playing so well. They're bad. They're not playing well. Mm-hmm. And it's not at any particular guy. It's really on the play call. I mean, obviously, the offensive line issues, uh, they're a little bit worrisome, but everybody's starting to get healthy again. What I would say with this is like you you're at a, you're at the floor right now. I don't think you're gonna trade CD if you're looking to trade him. I don't think you're gonna get the most out of what you could get from him if you mm. held him for another like three or four weeks. He's gonna have some big weeks coming forward. Totally. And um, like let's see what they can do against this Niners defense. I think the offense could surprise some people just because they have been playing bad. It all comes down to McCarthy. McCarthy has to get his shit together. And if they do, if they actually start doing some good shit in the red zone, which they've been bad in, then you're going to look at more touchdowns for CeeDee Lamb. He's your best player. They're going to be throwing it to him. I just don't think you're going to get the value if you're going to trade for him right now. I also, trade, trade, trade him right I now. I also think, like, why, why trade him? Like, this is the floor. And if the floor is him getting six targets, seven targets, like, there's been one week where he's had 13 targets. There's been one week where he's had more than seven targets. And the fact that you can have this type of performance with him having to be asked to do so little, keep in mind, the Cowboys are going to be – I don't want to say in shootouts, but the defense has kept that offense off the field. The defense has done what they have to do. So you haven't even seen, I, th- I think you've seen maybe 60% of what that offense could and need to be. If you have CeeDee Lamb, I feel great about him. He's a set it and forget it. He's got a safe floor right now. Bro, he's he's going to have receiver, explosion weeks. He's wide receiver 13 right now with no massive week. His best week was against the Jets. That's the week that, yeah, he had 11 receptions. I think you said 13 targets. And so, like, he's going to have more weeks like that. That was against a good defense. Don't yep. forget that. That's against a really good defense, playing against Sauce Gardner, playing against uh, DJ Reed, and, and just that, that defense. So, he's going to have better weeks ahead of him. Um, that this, not, this Patriots team was a good defense. The Niners team is a good defense. But after that, you got – I mean, you're playing they, – they got a tough schedule. So, I'm not mm. going to say it's going to get an easier schedule. But, again, he's at his floor. He's only going to get better. Yeah, I want to – because I know – I see a lot of fucking comments about uh, Devon A. Chan, and we didn't really answer. Comments. A lot of fucking comments. Uh, totally unnecessary use of the F word. Um, 
You said what running backs are worth Devin A. Chan? I have uh, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, Bijan Robinson from trades. To be honest, I would trade A. Chan and package him with someone and go chase one of these high-end wide receivers. Yeah, absolutely. Go, go attempt to get Tyreek off of a bad week. Go attempt to get a Jettis. Go fucking get Jamar Chase. Like, I don't give a shit. You have three running backs that you'd, you'd be starting. A. Chan's usage obviously might increase even more week over week, but Jeff Wilson coming back. We just don't know what it looks like. Take advantage of, you know, sell high. So he has all those guys? I think he has, yeah, he said he has. That's what it sounds like. That's insane, bro. Like you, like we said, right now is the time to trade HN. 80 points in two weeks. Not going to continue continue to happen. He's still going to get his. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But the, right now is the time to trade him. I would try to go package him with somebody. And honestly, you probably don't have to package him with a, a, another big name guy. You could probably, somebody who needs more depth and still needs a little bit of talent. Get rid of them and get something good in return. Yeah. I see a lot of questions on Cooper Cup specifically. I know we, like, talked about it briefly. I want to just answer this one by user 98074, a fuck ton of numbers. I love him. He's actually my He's boy. a good guy. Uh, he says, I have Pukunakua and Cooper Cup. Do I hold both or try and sell one high? Um, uh, I, would try to, I would try to sell Cup high. So, a big thing with fantasy trades, and we talk about this all the time, is, like, you want to feel that the person that – you want to create this this – idea that the person making this trade is like in full control right like it's just a basic negotiation sales tactic 101 nice bro right you know what i'm saying influence 101 so i would go to find a wide receiver that you really like um and say to them and for example i have a cooper cup in my league right now i'm trying to get tyree kill take advantage of the perceived value say to him like you could pick one of these guys and when you say that to them robert woods and cooper cup are both top 24 wide receivers in a sean McVay offense so anyone that says that they're both not they both can't perform is wrong Okay, go show them the stats. Allow them to pick between Puka and, and Cooper Cup. Obviously, Cooper, I think, will warrant a higher, you know, value in return just because of the name. I'd be fine with both. I would start both as well. I don't give a shit. Like, you, like you're, you're going to start. If Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua can have games together, then so could Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. Yeah. I'm not as worried. What, what would you do? I, I don't like having... I don't want both. One and two on a team. I, I do think that you're st- if you do, you're still starting them both, which is crazy. Just because, like, we've seen the volume that is going to these wide receivers. But I'm trying to get rid of one of them. And I think the guy with the higher price tag is probably going to be Cooper Cup, as you mentioned, just because of the name, the name value, what he brings. And so I'm trying to get rid of Cup, and I'm trying to get something good in return. You're banking right now on the name and what he's done when he's healthy, which mm. is... Better than any other guy in the league. We've seen that. And so, yeah. Like, if you can get something good in return, maybe you need a running back. Go get a running back. Get rid of Cup. Get some get some depth. Then you, you can do that. Puka, I, I'm confident in. Like we mentioned just a little bit ago. Yeah, she's going to regress a tad bit, I believe. Maybe a few targets away will go away. Well, a few targets a week will go away. But he's going to continue producing on those targets. And he's going to continue getting, like... I don't think he's getting less than six, seven targets a week, and he's going to mm. produce on those. So Yeah. Um, I do want to answer Josh Pilecki, who's been sticking around on YouTube. He Hell just yeah. said, JT just said he doesn't want to play with the Colts. As of this morning, he changed his mind as wanting a trade. Uh, don't believe that that is uh, accurate as of late. From what I'm seeing, Jonathan Taylor, they canceled practice. The team canceled practice. So it looks like he could play unless things change. I mean, like, I don't see anything on Twitter um, right now that specifically talks about Jonathan Taylor. Mm. But it seems like he's going to return to practice like nothing had happened. Um, and I think that's because of the way Anthony Richardson has played. Um, yeah. By the way, that guy who said uh, the A-Chan trade, he said, I want A-Chan. I have Josh Jacobs, Walker, Bijan. Okay, that's what – okay, I didn't know if it was one or the other. In that case, you got Walker, Bijan, and who? Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs? I mean, you don't need him. You don't need him, but, yeah, and Jacobs – I don't know. People are probably pretty low on Jacobs right now with what he's doing on that. Album. I will say if you need a wide receiver and that person – happens to have A-chan and a wide receiver that you could use, go trade Bijan and get A-chan, downgrade a running back, and then fucking... Or if he's a Raiders fan, give him Josh Jacobs, bro. I would try to get rid of Josh Jacobs. I will answer a few more questions. As a reminder, I see a lot of start-sit questions. If you want to do start-sits, make sure to come back Thursday. Uh, That's where we do start-sits, so we won't be answering any start-sits, but make sure to come back Thursday, 10.30 a.m., both Tuesdays and Thursdays. Obviously, today we were a little bit late on it, um, because of, you know, some other technical issues. Yeah. Um, and then also as a reminder on Sunday, we technically, uh, or normally go live really pregame and watch along, but we won't be doing that. Felipe and Jack of the caps off podcast. I don't know if this is for you page or any followers are, you know, here, uh, we'll be at Santa Clara. We'll be in Santa Clara for 49ers Cowboys. Myself and Matan will be at dolphins Giants. So make sure to check out our TikTok stories for yeah. content there. Uh, here's an interesting question. Mm. Um, this person said, Justin Jefferson for Derrick Henry and Calvin Ridley, who wins? Oh, man. 
I like I lean towards the Justin Jefferson side. I, I probably want to keep Justin Jefferson. I just feel like the wheels are gonna fall off at any moment, and I'm a Henry manager in my dynasty league. But I just feel like the wheels are gonna fall off eventually. And Calvin Ridley, like a little inconsistent, um, big week week one, I believe, and then after that's been he's kind of fallen off. And you just don't know with that offense. I th- look, I think he's gonna be better than he was, but you just don't know. Whereas Jefferson, his ceiling is super high, insane. Might have the highest ceiling in football, and also his floor is super high. I would just keep that unless you need the depth. Yeah, I, I agree with that. A few other questions. This one's by Tyler Hocut. He said Tank Dell and Ramondre Stevenson for Cooper Cup. Interesting, actually. Very, very interesting. Uh, Tank Dell and Ramondre Stevenson. He's getting Cup. For Cup? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean. It depends where you are, I would say. It d- does depend. I, I feel like me and you are both fans of, like, going to go get that superstar. Yeah. And, and if you're not giving up guys that are integral for your team, then go do it. But. I don't know how those guys are for you. I mean, I'm assuming Tank Dell is probably like he's on your bench. Sometimes you might think about starting him on your flex. Um, and then Ramondre Stevenson's probably your RB two or flex. Yeah. If you have other guys that can you can fill in, then go ahead and do it. I would do it. But if not, then I w- I don't think it's worth going super thin, especially when like you mentioned earlier, Cooper Cup. It's a hamstring in- injury that could re-injure during the season, and you yeah, don't know yeah, like yeah. if they're gonna shut him down. Yeah, I mean, I think gut reaction is I lean towards doing that. You and I just said, like, scare money, don't make money. You got to swing for the fences. Tank Dell, if Tank Dell had a good game this week, I'd be like, no, because clearly he's going to be used. He's going to be boomer bust, right? Yeah, he is. Nico Collins, I think there were were moments where you're like, is Nico the guy, wide receiver one, or is it Tank Dell? And they drafted Tank. Tank's going to have good weeks. But Nico's Nico's their wide receiver one. I also don't want to trust anyone on that Patriots offense. Ramondre would be the only one. He's going to get touches. He's going to have days where he gets in the end zone. But that offense is abysmal. It's so bad, I would take man. the Cooper Cup side and swing yeah. for the fences so long as you have backup pieces um, to insert there. Agreed. Uh, let's you need, see. You need that caveat. That caveat's important. Don't don't go thin as hell. Oh, here's an interesting one. Luis Felipe Mercy said, hey. um, is Nico Collins going to do more fantasy points than Chris Olave this year? Is he going to have more? Who do you trust rest of season, Nico or Chris Olave? That is a phenomenal question. Shit. I, I, fuck it. I'm going to go Nico. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't mind that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Nico. Like, who's a better receiver? Probably Olave, I think. And I, the reason I say I think is because I think Nico has actually proven how good he is. And he was a high draft pick, too, uh, two years ago. I think he was a second-round pick. But the offense, CJ Stroud is bowling. Like, you're going to listen to the episode tomorrow. Everyone listening now, I'm assuming you're constant listeners of the podcast. You're going to listen to the episode tomorrow. And we had Jordan Van Eck on, super smart guy, analytical guy, 33rd team. And he broke down. I mean, I mean, or during that episode, we actually talked about CJ Stroud and what he's doing. He broke mm. down how good he is. He thinks he's a top 10 quarterback already. And so because of the situation in Houston, mm. which is a good situation, but we didn't think it would be this good. I, I lean towards Nico Collins rest of the season. I think he's going to be balling out. I don't know if he's going to have another 35-point week or whatever he just had. But he's going to have a lot of targets. He's going to produce on those targets. He's athletic. He's big. He is efficient. Whereas Olave, really good, really talented. But, like, what are we doing here with that with that offense with Jameis and, and Derek mm. Carr? Like, you're going back and forth. Like, I, I don't love the offense, so therefore I lean Nico. Yeah, I probably s- – <sighs> it's, it's close, so, though. It's, so t- it's closer than people think. I might lean slightly Olave because he hasn't had a touchdown yet this year. Mm. And he's due for one. Okay. The thing with Nico is he's being targeted downfield. It's not just like an Amon Ra with volume and across the middle that he had last year. Like, Nico is kind of doing it all. He's their red zone target. (sighs) Rest of season, I slightly lean Olave just because I just, A, I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Stroud, unless Derek Carr is really ass. (laughs) And Stroud is like that I think they might be close at this point. But I'd, if you have either one, I'm not overreacting to saying I wish I had the other one, if that yeah. makes sense. I think both are completely fine. I think, well, look, Olave higher floor. Yep. And now I'm looking at his stats, so I'm not talking out my ass right now. Um, 10 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets, 6 targets for Olave. And, uh, I mean, so he's getting his volume, like we mentioned before. So his floor is super high. I think he has a higher floor, safer floor, and his ceiling is high as well. But Nico's really doing his thing, and I'm just banking on C.J. Stroud continuing his progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a couple more questions before we wrap up this episode. We'll call it maybe like two or three. Um, this person who keeps putting emojis, so I got to give him credit. Uh, should okay. I trade Cooper Cup for Tony Pollard? Yes, I would take Tony Pollard. Yeah, probably. He's another guy who's underperforming. Like, yeah, he's – the running back – landscape is so weird right now and it's 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 weird because you have like you have Christian McCaffrey and then 
like after that, it's like okay, B is the RB three, and he's played That's two really weeks. Really weird. You got Bijan up there, Pollard. I think we have a, a lot of running backs who were like one of the top eight running backs drafted in your fantasy leagues who haven't been playing like it. But the average, like the the uh, what 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 do you say? The average game? law of averages. Law of averages. Boom. Law of averages. It's gonna pan out. Everything's gonna kind of work its regression way up. Regression to the mean. Paul, regression to the mean. Pollard's gonna work his way back up. He hasn't been playing very well lately. The offense hasn't been playing well for Dallas. They gotta stop being cute. Like I mean, McCarthy's known for this. He does a bunch of stupid shit. Pollard's gonna start getting in the end zone more because they have to. Their red zone offense is terrible right now, and that, his numbers are gonna go up. I would probably do it, especially because what you're dealing with with Cup is an is a hamstring injury that from past history with other guys we've seen having that same injury can linger and can affect his productivity. Yep. I, I agree with everything you just said. Two last questions. Uh, this guy said, uh, Lewis said, would you put uh, Anthony Richardson over Justin Fields as your QB one? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, I, he's been out playing him, right? I, I mean, you have to. Fields just went up to QB 13 for the year. Richardson's probably like... T- I think you have to. I'm curious. I'm going to see. Uh-huh. <sighs> Only because as a passer, he's looked better. The offense looks slightly better. Like the Colts offense. Once Rich is 12, Fields is 13. So it's, a, it's an interesting question. It's a great question. Ah, fuck. I'll go Anthony Richardson right now. But if you have both, I, I feel pretty good about it because you have two rushing upside quarterbacks. I lean Anthony Richardson right now. He's played well. He's made okay. some crazy fucking throws. He's a physical specimen. The problem with Justin Fields is like he had one game and the Bears are the Bears. I think I trust the Colts more. And Shane Steichen worked with Jalen Hurts. If Shane Steichen can get Anthony Richardson to be even 80%, which is what it looks like right now, of what Jalen Hurts was last year, you're going to have a fantasy-winning quarterback. 80 might be pushing it. You don't think he can get 80%, not even, but like as a runner. Oh, as a runner? I thought you just meant 80% of what Hurts was last year, period. No, fantasy. I'm saying fantasy-wise. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Designed runs inside the 10, everything. The type of of volume that's going to lead to points. Yeah, no, I see it. I'll go on the other side. Like I said, I think it's bang-bang. I'm going go on the other side with Justin Fields. I think he is going to progress. Like, there's no way around it. He had a great he had a great week last week after three horrible weeks that people were talking about him getting benched. They're not going to do that, and he played great last week. I think he's going to carry that forward. I, I lean towards Justin Fields. We know what he can do when his rushing upside That's is fair. there, so I'm going to lean there. That's fair. And last but not least, this will be the last question. Got to end it on the Dolphins. Shout out to Level 2 Noob and Josh Pilecki, who's watching on YouTube. Fuck yeah. Uh, both have said, uh, why are we talking Stroud? This is a Dolphins podcast. Fix it, Adam. So I'm going to fix it right now. Is Raheem Ostert still startable in fantasy? Uh, as startable in what? Like, potentially, if you're debating between some guys that you're flex. Maybe Mostert could potentially work his way in there. I mean, I don't think he's a must-start by any means. And right now, like, it's looking worse for him. Every week, it's looking worse for him. A-Chan's getting more usage, which obviously doesn't bode well for him. doesn't mean he can't make the most of what of, of the usage he gets because he's an explosive player. But like you mentioned, two fumbles this past week, yep. that's not good. I think McDaniel's the type of coach to overlook that and, like, let's, you know. Still get touches, He's, he's yeah. a smart guy and, like, he's not – uh, old coach in like 2005 would be yeah, like, you're, you're not, done, you're not yeah. getting the ball for three more weeks. But I think he'll be okay. I just think that like he's probably a flex play for you. And if he is a flex play for you, then there's probably some other guys that are that warrant looking at. Like a Nico Collins, like we just mentioned, who probably is in your consideration as well. There's guys in that realm. So, yes, maybe, but maybe not. I'm going to still start him only because one bad week. I understand A-Chan. Raheem's still going to get goal line touches. I get Jeff Wilson's going to co- coming back this week. He's going to get eased in. Let's not overreact to one week. Obviously, Mostert's the guy that they prioritized. He's the one that almost took the disrespect and by them trading or trying to trade for Jonathan Taylor. Let's not overreact to one week. Like, he's still, especially against good Giants team and then the Panthers coming up, those are two matchups I expect Raheem Mostert to find the end zone in. They should get back on track. I think you could start him right now. I still think I, I would still start Is him. Is he a flex? Yeah, I would. I would even. Would even. Mind, I would consider him like an RB two as well. Is he an RB two? Because he's still like. Look, it was a bad day for the offense. Right? I get like that. that shit happens. But he's still getting. Like he's still going to get touches, right? And if eight, unless H hand jumps up and has like oh, a seventy five use percent usage rate, like and goes up from sixty six percent or whatever it was, like I just don't see that happening just yet. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Raheem. The the only thing I'm gonna. Uh, Combat you on here based off of what you said. I, I agree with you, and you know the offense is great. And I think you lean on the offense, and if he gets in the end zone, he's good. 
But well, what I will say is in terms of the Dolphins prioritizing and Mike McDaniel prioritizing sure, the guy, sure. like this is the guy they prioritize. I mean, we've seen him with the Niners when he was with the Niners and they they draft a running back and he's supposed to be the guy. And then this guy that was undrafted starts playing well and then they ride the high hand the rest of the year. I don't think McDaniel's the type of guy to to kind of uh, – I think he's the guy to, to cut his losses as soon as he sees them. Like, okay, this guy's playing better. We're going to go with this guy. And uh, and that would not work in Raheem Mostert's favor the way that That's A-Chan's right. playing. That's the only thing I'll say. I think the offense is really good. You'll be fine if you play him into your into your flex. Maybe your RB2 if you're a little thin there. Uh, regardless, if you have anybody on the Dolphins offense, then I think you're okay. Yeah, you, it's hard to bench anyone. But, um, yeah, this was fun. As a reminder, if you have any other fantasy questions, make sure to go follow the Felipe Fontes on Twitter or TGD tabs on Twitter. You can ask your questions there. Yeah. Also, as a reminder, make sure to take advantage of all the DFS options available by going to thegame.com slash promotions. If you're a DFS guy, Sleeper's got a crazy multiplier right now. They're 100 times multiplier, so make sure to use... Uh, the code TGD, I believe it is. Um, and you can find that by going to thegameday.com. And last but not least, Thursday, we'll be back to do um, another fantasy live episode where we'll be answering a bunch of trade questions. So if you have buy lows, sell highs, people that you want to attempt to get, people you want to trade away, make sure to come back. We'll answer every question then. And then as a reminder, on Sunday, we will not be doing a watch along. We will not be doing a pregame show that's because we will both be at our team's game. So Felipe and Jack will be at Cowboys 49ers in Santa Clara. Myself and Matan will be at uh, Dolphins Giants. So make sure to check out our TikTok stories to, to see what the fuck we're doing there. Um, which I don't know what the fuck we're doing there besides drinking and, and, and having a good time. It should be a blast. I mean, the, your game is going to be a blowout, I would assume. Yeah. Dolphins Giants, even though let down, mm. bounce back. Bounce back. Actually yep. let down for both teams. Okay. Or bounce back, I guess. Well, Cowboys Niners should be a good one. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a fun weekend. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Make sure to follow us and see what we're doing. Also, if you're here, if you're still here, go to the link in our bio. Give us five stars on, yeah, that's on, on Apple or Spotify. We, we need all the help we can get. Right now, if you look at it, the people that they're suggesting podcasts against Caps Off, like, I think we're, we're ten times worse than they are. Yeah. But, you know... Help us out, maybe. Look, we're, I, I, I'm not going to announce it right now. I was going to do it earlier, but I remember I need some confirmation off air to, to be able to do this. But we're going to have a giveaway for everybody that does leave us a rating and a review on whatever you want to do. Everything after that's on top. Like, we love you guys. So you're going to have to, like, comment and leave a rating or something like that. So you can get ahead on that and already leave a rating, and you're in business. Because once we give that giveaway, we're going to ask for a little confirmation screenshot or something like that that you did give us a rating because, you know, we, we love people who tell the truth. So we're going to need that. We're going we're gonna to do a giveaway. And then I think going forward as well, this is also another teaser. We're going to be doing some fun um, kind of, like, games based off of uh, – uh, and, and giveaways based off of the ratings that they give. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't even talked to you about yeah, this. Yeah, I didn't hear this But one. kind of like during live streams. Little teaser. Little live streams, like for every rating y'all submit, for everything y'all do, whatever we determine that metric is, uh, we might eat an extra pizza slice or something like that, or we may add extra $5 in the pot, and it just keeps going up, and then eventually, however many get, goes up there, if we get fucking $200, then we're going to give that away to somebody. Let's gamify We're going to do abs. a lot of, we're going to gamify. Your abs. We're going to make abs. you lose your abs. We're going to gamify Real Talk, the live stream. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so stick around and, and stay tuned with our lives because we're going to be giving y'all some of, some of the goodies. All right. Well, make sure to check out the episode tomorrow with Jordan Van Eck, uh, DFS expert, um, especially if you have Justin Fields. You won't want to miss what he has to say. So, we'll see you tomorrow. See you. The Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day. Starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at CapsOffPod on Instagram and at CapsOffPodcast on TikTok. And go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers. Sportsbook.